Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Fiona Stalker, I'm a journalist at BBC Scotland. Um, wow, absolutely blown away by that. Um, while you digest what you have just seen, um, we're going to have a chat um, and I'm going to introduce you to our esteemed panel tonight um, who are going to give us some fascinating insights into the first original drama commissioned by the BBC Scotland Channel, something that we are hugely excited about, which Steve spoke a wee bit about. Um, I wrote this down, I think one of the best lines out of that, and there were so many cracking one-liners, wasn't it? I actually didn't think I'd laugh so much. My wife um, caught me drinking the dewey in the salt. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought me there. Anyway. In the disabled toilet. In the disabled, sorry, in the disabled toilet. I didn't see that exactly. Um, and what a lineup we have. Now, I'm going to give you a snapshot, and it is just a snapshot of the experience and achievements of our guests because it's very lengthy. So I'm going to uh, edit it down a wee bit. Mark Bonner, of course, one of the stars of Guilt, TV and stage actor, known for roles as. Duncan Hunter in BBC One drama Shetland, Chris in the Channel 4 comedy series Catastrophe, BCC Mike Dry in the Line of Duty, and Eric Morecambe in the BBC Four comedy drama Ernie, written of course by Neil Forsyth. Edinburgh born, um, and I, I was going to leave this a bit later, I was doing my homework and research on you. Do you know that one cheeky interviewer described him? as the Poundland George Clooney. <gasps> <laughs> yes. I know, I know, I'm sorry to correct you on that, that wasn't an interviewer, that was actually a line in Phone Shop. When I was, I did an episode of Phone Shop many, many years ago, and that's one of the other characters referred to me repeated. as a Pound Shop John Clooney, uh, George Clooney, George and they, Clooney. they repeated it. Yeah. Well, I'd say... And my wife actually called me <laughs> as well. <laughs> I would say George Clooney's very much a Pound Shop Mark Bonner. I'm not decided, yes. Um, so we have Neil Forsyth, who's on my left, the writer, of course, of Guilt, um, an author and award-winning TV screenwriter. Uh, Neil's adaption, TV adaption of his own series of books, Bob Servant, for the BBC, won the Royal Television Society Scotland Award for comedy. He's also written Sky Arts Playhouse, um, four of them. As I mentioned, Neil was behind the critically acclaimed BBC Four drama, Eric, Ernie and me. Now, we have producer Jules Hussey, who's here with her aunt. Jules um, is a freelance producer who, prior to guilt, produced the four-part drama Catherine the Great for Sky Atlantic, starring Helen Mirren. What was Helen like? Uh, she's like a, a Poundland Mark Bonner. She's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The most incredible credits also include silent witness, Hollywood wife, five daughters and complicit. Wow. Jules nurtures new and diverse talent through her. Uh, recently formed Brazen Productions Limited, which we will talk about a wee bit later on as well. Robbie, he's on a grown-up name, he's Robert, <laughs> but he's Robbie with us today, he's the director of Guilt. Prior to directing Guilt, Robbie worked on Cleaning Up, ITV six-part drama starring Sheridan Smith, I'm sure a lot of you have seen that. Um, Robbie's graduation film Strays, starring uh, the bodyguard star Richard Madden, another pound landmark honour, led him <laughs> as a Screen International star of Tomorrow. His other work includes Young Doctor's Notebook with Daniel Radcliffe and Our Zoo for BBC One. Now, it's a huge amount of pedigree in our panel tonight. And over the ha next half hour or so, um, we're going to have a chat about guilt, a bit about the process of how it came to fruition and how it came to, to what you see tonight on the screen and just how significant this commission is for BBC Scotland because it really, really is. And hopefully at the end we'll have a wee bit of time to have a, a couple of questions from the audience. Um, so sit back and enjoy. Neil, I'm going to come to you first of all because this is a hugely anticipated drama. Steve described it as the jewel in the crown. Um, 
And within weeks, it's going to be launching not only on BBC Scotland, but also on BBC Two. So really, really important for us. How are you feeling about that, first of all? Um, I was all right until about <laughs> I went past Carlisle on the train today. I don't really think about it. But no, it's um, I'm excited to get it out, really. I think, um, I think everyone working on it has done such a brilliant job. I enjoyed watching it um, for first time since the edit. And, um, just Were you happy see. with what you saw? Yeah, no, absolutely. Enjoy, just you know, enjoyed it. Enjoyed the performances more than anything. The direction and the, and the way it was shot. It's, uh, I think, it looks fantastic. It looks really, you know, it, it just looks different. You know, I and mean, that's the thing that Rob and I talked about a lot. Yeah. And um, you know, we've been such a brilliant setup in terms of making the show. The, the freedom we've been given by BBC Scotland, and, and we've just been allowed, to, I think, to make something that's. Really unique, you know, and I think we're happy with it. So tell us a wee bit about where did the idea come from? Because I do think that's interesting. Where did it start from? Oh, me and my brother ran over and killed this guy. <laughs> Genuinely wasn't my fault. It's a live podcast. And it was late, we had to get home, and uh, we will report it at some point. That was 2002. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I just, uh, I thought, I wanted to write about siblings. And I think siblings for me is the most interesting dramatic relationship. I think it's, you know, you have two individuals who can be very, very different and can have a very, people who are not natural bedfellows, people who would never usually, usually spend time together and have their own lives, but they're just tied together and they're yeah. a lifelong way. This huge emotional historical hinterland, and I thought that's really interesting. So that, it was once to write siblings, thinking about an extreme situation to put them in, and I thought about the opening scene and, and kind of looked out from there. Mark, how did you feel when it landed on your desk? What, what was going through your head? Um, well, Neil phoned me and um, uh, told, sort of told me a little bit about it, and then he sent me the first episode. And uh, after page two, um, or whenever, <laughs> whenever they knocked down um, Walter, <laughs> Uh, that was it. I was completely sold. I, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I thought the the camp, the, the little um, bit of banter between the brothers was uh, brilliant in that in the opener, and then what happened at the end of it was just fantastic. So I, it made me sort of gasp when I read it, you know. So you could hear um, that the the reaction in the audience, though, couldn't you? Yeah, you could hear the gasp, so which was, which I, was brilliant. I, I didn't. I hadn't. Um, when I saw the first sort of proper cut of it, because I hadn't seen the, I hadn't seen it sort of proper. I'd seen a little a rough cut of it, and it was kind of good. But the rhythm of it in that when they knock him down, it, it's really like it makes you want to giggle actually. Which uh -huh. you said uh -huh. I think it was, yes. you said that earlier. It kind of it does make you kind of go, oh my god, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> you know, which is kind of, I would have yeah, it's, um, it's, it's brilliant. So, I mean, that was, that was me, sort of, hook, line, and sinker, from page two, you know. Why did you get involved, Jules? Because I was asked to be. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually the last one in the mix. Um, I think they went through all the boxes and realised the diversity's sake they needed somebody English, so... Um, <laughs> well, you got your spot in the English. Exactly. I, I, I studied at Sterling, Tick, you know. Yeah. What, 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 what was your first thoughts, though, when you, when you heard about it? It was, what really sold it to me was the um, was the humour. <laughs> um, very much the, the humour in the script yeah. entirely, and I and I do I genuinely think with a, my Scottish mother, I really got the darkness of it and that very unique style of humour, which is quite self-deprecating and pragmatic. And, and yeah. actually, you know, something that, that Neil says about about dramas, he finds it 
odd that you can have an hour of drama and nobody laughs. And life isn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, and what really appealed to me in, in the scripts was the fact that life goes, life happens. Yeah. And sometimes it's not great, and other times it, well, it's not great, and you laugh about it. So that really, really appealed to me. So, you know, the Scottish blood. Yeah. Appealed to the humour appealed to. Wash through, Robbie. Um, Interested in the process <laughs> about when you got involved and how did you go from I've got this vision, what it's going to be like, and then getting to that which we watched tonight. How does that Well, I, I kind of saw it very quickly after I read it. I just kind of knew what I wanted to do with so it. So you just saw it? Yeah, I mean, the way I work is, I mean, I tend to think pictures first and everything. Yes. And then um, I just really quickly saw this kind of uh, suburban noir. Yeah. Uh, really, um, that was taught with comic tension, dramatic tension, and then as you see, romantic tension, and as the series unfolds, thrilling tension. And you know, I just very quickly saw this kind of architecture that was modernist, and an interior design that was slatted blinds, and mm. so that starts you thinking about noirish style lighting <laughs> and um, and and certain colour palettes and so on. Um, but really, you know, it's lots of fun building a world visually. Um, mm -hmm. But the thing that I always then very quickly do is go, like, what do I do with the characters? And how do I focus everything around them? Yeah. Um, and make them the things that stand out from this world and building, if you like. Um, and, um, and I really quickly saw that the way to do it was the 2G5 aspect ratio, that widescreen um, uh, form and, um, and anamorphic lenses. And what that allows you to do is to put Mark and Jamie next to each other and just look at them, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and so sometimes it's actually quite a simple thing you're doing is being very, very concise about pointing the camera at the characters at the right, in the right time, in the right place, and having that sort of level of precision. Mm -hmm. So all these kind of compositional ideas are all based around them and their performances. Um, but yeah, yeah. I could talk at the bar all night about the visual. And that was interesting because um, Mark, you, um, um, you mentioned, and um, you did as well, Neil, the, the relationship between the brothers, which isn't it? I mean, it's just beautiful. And watching that develop, that must have been enormous fun. And it's almost like you knew Jamie for years, wasn't it, Mark? <laughs> almost <laughs> like you met before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he's. Uh, uh, um, we did. We went to school together. We've known each other since we were eleven. And um, uh, bizarrely, when when um, I mean, when I first when I when I read the script. Uh, he was the first person, obviously, that came into my mind because we we, we didn't we, we sort of met along the acting road. We didn't really mix in the same circles at school, but uh, we knew each other. We had a laugh together um, at school, but we didn't we weren't pals, pals. Um, and but we became pals, pals later on when um, we discovered each other. We're both actors, bizarrely, from Leith Academy. Um, and both become actors, and uh, and we became sort of mates and. Um, and when Neil sent me that script, the, the first person, even though he's older than me, <laughs> uh, the first person that I thought of was Jamie, of course. And um, Neil phoned me a few days after he, he sent the script and uh, he said, uh, who, have, you, have you got any ideas about Jake? And I took a breath and he went, have you, have you heard of Jamie Simmons? <laughs> and I went, well, bizarrely, you should say that because... And, Regaled in the story about our kind of you know already life together you know, um, so yeah it was kind of it was bizarre and serendipitous and uh, wonderful to, to be able to to work with them and I think you do kind of see you, there is already a kind of a, a history and built to us both you know and we have a, a great 
a great relationship, especially now after spending these three months together. You know. And that must have been a joy to see that unfold and develop as a relationship because it just worked, didn't it? The chemistry was was outstanding. The, the, the chemistry was great, but yeah. more importantly, I'd like to add, add a caveat to that story, which was Mark has told me that they were in school together. And I didn't know Jimmy that well. I met Jimmy once and I, I with a mutual friend, but he, um, we did a very early read through with Neil Webster and Happy Travel, Kirsten McDonald at Expectation, who, the execs who worked with me on the scripts for a long time, and we did a very early read through with the two, Jimmy and Mark. And Mark took a lot, Mark took a lot of these stories about when they were at school together, and he said, oh, gee, you didn't mess with Jamie, you didn't mess with Jamie. So he said, went on a school trip, and I remember he said, oh, we have to go up there. So I went up there, and we got trouble, you didn't mess with Jamie. Anyway, we never looked in line and saw that Jamie was five years younger than Mark, right? And I thought, what the fuck's going on here? Is Mark being bullied at school by a child five years younger than Why were they on the same school trip? Like, is Mark being held back five years and then bullied? Anyway. Transpired, Jamie lies about his age. Can I say that Jamie and I sat in Ben Murray's bar and changed his age on I mean, the, the whole thing, the whole thing they were up for a set at that point. That's lost. That's lost. But apart from that, yes, I thought the chemistry was fantastic. But, 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 you, can, you, can't, you can't kind of buy that kind of thing. One of the big things for me was the show was set in Edinburgh. I think in general, I'd hope that the tone and the voice of the show is East Coast Scots. Um, which I think is a very different tone to the West Coast. And the big thing for me with the actors was they have to be Edinburgh actors in the environment. You know? And I think if it would be made by a, a purely London production company with a London development beside it, one of these productions that get plonked in Scotland, you can easily have an Aberdonian actor and a Glaswegian actor portrayed as brothers. And you know, a London company wouldn't have seen that as any problem. And in Scotland, yeah. they, would, they would have just charred in every way. So I think the voice, but also most importantly, the chemistry is just. It's fantastic from the start. It's underpinned by love, and I think you can see that. And they, so they find their soul butterfly. Yeah, I think they do. Can I say the chemistry lost us about 15 minutes on every shoot day? <laughs> we had a good laugh. Yeah. It was lovely to be together. I, miss, I wish he was here just now, but unfortunately he's in California. Yeah. <laughs> Allow it to flourish, but no one yeah. to play it down as well. Yeah. Um, and of course, when you're working with such brilliant actors, you've got to just sort of let them fly, but also mm. sometimes bring them in a little bit. Um, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, the things that have to turn very quickly as well. Yeah. From something that's very funny to something that's very dramatic to something that's, you know, it just it has to dive around different directions all the time. And that's a thrill. I love directing material that has that complexity to it. And that challenge because it's it's hard, but you know it's it's so exciting being on the look of the curve. That turn and it's so refreshing though for the yeah. audience, isn't yeah. it? I mean, you're utterly engaged because you have no idea what, where it's going, and that gear change is just like grief, and it, and it is refreshing because although thrillers are great, you can sometimes see them like a slow train crash, can't you? And um, Jules, you study in Scotland. 
with the Scottish answer here. Um, <coughs> and my uh, professor from my university. <laughs> yes, how long ago was that? John, how long? Uh, 1987 to 91, and then 91, to, I did my bachelor's and master's. So 87 to 92, and John Isaac was one of my lecturers. A critique? Did you enjoy that? <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah. No, you're not just the question should be. I don't know what you're <laughs> Of course I do. Excellent, good. Um, but you, what is it like working back in Scotland? Um, I haven't actually been back since, I've never worked in Scotland before um, yeah. since studying here. No, it's actually fantastic. I think working with the local crews was just brilliant. Um, I mean, Robbie knew an awful lot of the crew. I, there's absolutely not one person in the cast or crew, actually, that I've worked with before, which is quite unusual in our business, because we kind of yeah. tend to work with many people quite often. Um, I really enjoyed the experience. I, I found the crews incredibly hardworking. You know, it's a bit of a cliche, but just great fun, really honest. You know, it's incredibly refreshing, I have to say, and, and the whole experience was thoroughly enjoyable. And I, and I also thought, in, in terms of the channel, the level of trust from the commissioners through the execs um, to myself, and, and, and the trust from Neil as well, through to Robbie and myself, was just unprecedented in my experience and was just fantastic. Well, it's, it's good to hear because I was going to ask all the panel in terms of a project, this is, you know, we're seeing it as quite significant. How, how significant do you see it for Scotland and I suppose for the, for the creative industry in Scotland to have something like this commissioned by Scotland also with BBC Two on board and Screen Scotland on board? It, it, I mean, the, the, strength, the massive strength of it is it's so surprising in every way and I think the yeah. quotes that have been mentioned earlier, it's just such a surprising piece that, that Neil and, and Robbie and all the cast have brought onto the screen and I think I really want people to go, wow, that's, yeah. that's Scotland, it's, it's yeah. such a modern Scotland. The characters, the casting by Caroline Stewart is just fantastic in terms of representing modern Scotland and I think people would be surprised to see what Steve was saying earlier, it's not short breath and tongue. It's or was it shooting up and shooting grounds? Exactly. Like that. That's my next yeah. project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, Robbie, from, from your point of view, how significant a project is this, do you think, for Scotland and the industry in Scotland? Well, I think it's massively significant. Um, I would say that, though, wouldn't I? <laughs> 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 um, but I could really feel it when I was making it that everybody really got on board what I was trying to do and mm. we love this sort of different aesthetic we were trying to tell mm -hmm. and also the ambition to make it feel like a four-hour movie if you like um, and everybody just brought their talent to it with such passion and brought all their best kind of work to it actually we all really pushed ourselves in yeah. every single department everybody really really went for it and you know and really enjoyed it and hopefully you know there's just going to be more and more work up here that is this original this different from other work because at the end of the day my ambition for this is for it to go toe to toe with something like HBO or very international productions. Yeah. Anything I make, I want it to be seen by everybody across the world. Yeah, and that, that's, yeah. The, that's the thing we're trying to make here, something that's really world class. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we've done it. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting point, Mark. Do you think, I mean, in terms of ambition, it's big, isn't it? Where, where would you like to see it go from here and how the health of, I suppose, the, the industry in Scotland? Because you, I guess, you, you had to go down to London to get work. Do you um, think that could change for people in the creative industry in Scotland? I, I, I did go down to London, uh, I, I, I got a job, but I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it is very London-centric, but I think things, uh, certainly, um, I, I agree with Robbie, that, that this, this kind of um, unique piece of work that I think, obviously, you know, Neil kind of gave birth to um but we you know we everybody was so kind of excited by it. the whole crew and you know everybody could kind of tell it was something mm. that hadn't been done before it's a know? buzz isn't it 
Yeah, there was a real buzz on set, and we all we all got on so well. And uh, you know, um, it, it's um, I, I think it's a, a really wonderful. It was a wonderful thing to be a part of, and I, I've never kind of enthused so much to everybody about something, you know. Um, and uh, I, I think it kind of stands on its own amongst um, well, in this whole kind of landscape of of British drama, comedy, mm. comedy drama, whatever it is, because it's not any of those. Mm. It's, it is a, a, a unique uh, a unique piece of work. And uh, I, I'm very proud of it. I come from, you know, I don't, I don't see that very often, mm. and, and, you know. Uh, but but I, I think it's, uh, I think what we kind of achieved is, is something really special. And I hope that people, all people, all people love it. <laughs> but, I think, but I think people are proud of it. I, I'm, I'm feeling very proud of it. I just think it was fantastic. Well, it kind of retains its, it retains its Scottishness, uh -huh. despite being kind of... The, it, it's but a, it feels like a big It's big a big production. old thing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's anamorphic widescreen and it's it's filmic and it's everything that everybody set, set out for it to be, but it kind of retains its uh, a, a Scottishness mm -hmm. at, at its heart, you know, mm -hmm. which is really unique, I think. Definitely. Do you think this could be a game changer, do you think, Neil? Um, well, I think this show could only have come out the way it came out, being made the way it was made, if that makes yeah. any sense. I think the only way this could have come out in this unique way was from BBC Scotland getting behind it in such a such a huge sense. You and Angus and then Steve Carson and then Gavin and Gregor, and I think it, it's, it, it wouldn't have been like this. It wouldn't have felt as unique as this and offbeat as this. I watched a bit of Tutti Frutti recently, you know, repeats on the new channel, and it made me think, not, I'm not saying any tonal way or anything like that, but that kind of complete offbeat nature of Tutti Frutti mm -hmm. could only have been made, I think, up by BBC Scotland. And I think hopefully Guild is similar in terms of if we'd gone straight to Netflix, this wouldn't have been made. It wouldn't, it yeah. have been. And I think BBC yeah. Scotland got behind us so thoroughly and I hope we've rewarded that. And it's, it's, it's hopefully exciting to put out something that nothing ever pleases everyone, but at least it'll surprise people. And uh -huh. I, think it, yeah. you know, I think that's one of the big things. It doesn't feel like in any sense of this show in terms of the writing or the performance of the direction or the production that in any way we kind of play safe with it and i think we kind of it's a, hopefully a bold show and i think that's all you can really do as a writer and a creator and with your team is make something that's bold and you believe in and then you know see what happens it was interesting because we talked about how humor was was woven through but music is also almost a character in itself isn't it that's obviously quite important for you to have the the music role in it yeah, the music and the score, and then just everything about it. I think Robbie's done an absolutely fantastic job, and Andrew Segal, who's the director of photography and their whole team, it just looks and sounds really interesting. I think you'll see that a bit in the pilot, and as the show goes on, I think score and music's used in a really interesting mm -hmm. way. Another thing about it is I think it's a sort of novelistic show in terms of how it, it's quite comedic, the, the pilot, I think it sort of slowly tightens with the drama, and it, the, the tone doesn't change along the way, but certainly kind of focuses, and I think, again, that's quite a unique thing to be allowed to do that with a TV show, to kind of make that gradual shift throughout it. So it was, um, it was a long journey, it was four years, myself and Neil Webster worked for about three years right? on the scripts, and Kirsten wow. Donkey Borden, and all these brilliant people came on board in the production. It's a, it's a long old process, and hopefully the, 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 what we got from that was a, a clear voice, you know, more than anything. I think that's also down to the people at, uh, at uh, BBC Scotland as well, the, the, the high hygienes as well, the, 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 the kind of, um, allowing us the freedom to you know to, to get go ahead and do what we you know get, you know uh, what we see what you know what we have uh, in our 
the, the vision for the show kind of thing, there was very little, um, in my experience, you know, Oh, I see. No, don't you do Actually, how you know it's funny how they, we're at the end of the process now. But back in January, when I started working on the scripts. I listened to all these songs. Yeah. It was like when I when I start thinking about images, it, it goes hand in hand. I'm thinking about music as well. And I made a playlist, and then you know Mark and Jamie and all the cast, all the actors got the set this playlist, and so they were playing it sometimes on the set. But then it was amazing. We got the edit. The editors got the playlist, and they're like they were just throwing it around different scenes, and, and so it. It was, it, was, it, was, it was likely through the whole process these kind of musical ideas were kind of percolating through and just so yeah. interesting that the final piece, those, those musical ideas still stick. Yeah. You know, um, and it was, yeah, I mean, there's a series of bells. We've got some incredible music across the series. And Jules and her team of music You're, be, you're, you're being really very good. diplomatic. You, you it doesn't mention the point where I said there's no money for music. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention that. Yeah. <laughs> and then the book. Yeah. Yeah, can I ask, can I ask a question about that, that last um, that last, uh, the last track is composed, isn't it? No, no, no that's music. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Every, yeah. every episode yeah. has, has commercial over the credits. It's either it's a or band called Group Zero. Uh, I think it's Group Zero Pursuit. Uh, the wrong dog on the There will be a uh, BBC yeah. Sounds playlist, I'm pleased to say. So. Oh, will yeah. 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 Would you come back and work to Scotland? Uh, Would you come back and work to Scotland? Uh, I hope you do. Does it jinx it if I say no, I've, got, I've got a project? I've got a project. I hope we'll be back in the Aberdeen area, or hopefully with a highly respected uh, company called Simpson Key Toms and BBC Project. I hope. The cast, the casting crew have been adopted. <laughs> She's not allowed to do anything else. I don't know what this is, but you haven't run across me. <laughs> shifted between comedy and drama in that time and if there were moments you felt like maybe it wasn't working, it was too comedic or how you kind of managed to um, yeah, get the two to work together. Um, well, so I pitched it in America about four years ago with Sasha Baron Cohen's company. So I worked in his pool house for three days on the pitch, failed to sell it and then lost the code for the pool house shortly after. So, uh, so I brought it back here and um, a happy trapdoor for Neil and I who went so nice. So we sold to we were so it was I had another home for a short period and we got it back again and then it was sort of I think the the, the tone thing so again this is relevant to the tone thing in terms of comedy drama and I think we I do think the first episode is probably the most comedic and I think that worked to the benefit of the show because I think it the drama tightens and tightens as you go through. In terms of the comedy, the biggest thing for me is 
uh, I, I, I think comedy is underused in British drama, and I think it's um, used to the appropriate level in American drama. And I think comedy, humor is one of the uh, most common ways that human beings react to extreme conditions, you know, whether it's gallow humors or anything else, or, or biting satire, or a way to hurt another human being. Humor is a, should be a tool in a, in a character's armory within a drama. And unfortunately, British drama, for some reason, a, long, a lot of dramas you watch, it's just not used. It doesn't have to be available to the writer. And for me, when you watch a show that's six hours and no one sees anything remotely comedic, it starts to become unrealistic for me. I think I think it actually missells the, the show. So um, I think it's about using humor in a way that the character would naturally use it in that situation to express what they're feeling or what their motivation is. They're not looking for a joke or a comedic moment. They're looking for a believable response to the character to that situation. And they might turn to humor to to express a feeling, and that's it, really. That, that, that's my kind of guideline to it, and I think that's um, that's the way we kind of ran the show, and I think that's probably why, as the show progresses, maybe the drama increases as the situation becomes increasingly serious. Good question. It, you're talking about that, and the actor who I think of when I think of that type of production is, of course, Bill Patterson, and I yeah. think about him in things like Comfort and all the rest of it. And of course, he's in later episodes. What was yeah. it like working with Bill? Patterson? Absolutely incredible! It was so exciting. It was um, it was brilliant. And I, do you know? So I, I, I know when we were shooting in Glasgow, I had dinner with Bill, and then we walked through Glasgow in the in the evening, and he pointed out all these buildings that meant something from his childhood. It was like a rom com. It was really exciting. <laughs> but I had an absolute howler at dinner when I said to Bill. Um, I just when I wrote it, Bill, I just thought, I imagine we got Bill Pass and he said, Well, that's funny, Neil, because it said a Brian Cox type. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, Bill. Hold on. That's my go to. That's my go to name. He obviously took it in good faith. He greatly enjoyed that moment. He was like, Well, it's absolutely brilliant. Did you enjoy working with Bill Patterson? You didn't call him. I love Bill. Uh, he's. Uh, this is the. This is the first time I've seen him do something a kind of against type. He, uh, you know, he often plays more jovial, um, likable maybe characters, but uh, he's. Um, he is actually quite a jovial, likable gangster. Um, uh, but he, you now and again, it's fucking brilliant what he does. He, he has this sort of like. A, Real sense of detail where you just glance something in his eyes and you go, oh, fuck. <laughs> he's, he's consummate. He's, yeah. he's yeah. just wonderful. And he's such a fucking lovely book. Oh, just say something about Ellie Haddington very quickly. Yeah. I mean, has anyone said two words in an episode that had more impact than Ellie Haddington? I know, I know. At the end of that, of that episode. Yeah. Oh, incredible, I know. But working with Bill Patterson, you, you were with him before, Joe. No, I've not worked with him before, but I, I do. I brought my motorbike up from, from London. I've got a tiger, this is relevant. And I decided to do the Glasgow egg run for the children's hospital, so I went and bought a Tigger onesie. Um, the first time I met Bill, actually, was at Unit Base, and I was standing in a Tigger onesie, and he didn't even blink, he just carried on talking about the script, which I think was just a magical moment for me. Um, it was interesting the way that, that you sort of built up um, this production, because it was almost like, you did almost like a Kevin Costner, if I build it, they will come, because you, you started off basically with Mark, didn't you? And, and then people just came. Top yeah. class people came. Didn't they? Yeah, it was amazing. That's yeah, what it's like around my house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every day. Call the police. 
yeah, Mark was the, the figurehead. So yeah, it was, it was um, in terms of cast, it was Mark that kind of brought in Jamie, and then we just yeah. sort of fell. Um, so there's a wonderful chemistry between all the other characters because they've actually yeah, yeah. worked together before in some way or other. And were you welcomed into the, the school? Yeah, it took some work. But <laughs> <laughs> That's why you put your tiny onesie on. Once you're tiny onesie. Just time for one more question, if anyone's got a question. Don't be shy, please put your hands up. Or, or no. Oh, oh yes, one at the back, right at the back. Go for it. I was brilliant, by the way. Um, see when Thank you. you. Passed, uh, no, not you, the rest of them. <laughs> Thank you. Mama, I told you that I didn't know what to see you doing. Stop. Neil, when you started business, did you already know? and you wrote it kind of for him as such or did you, he come aboard later or did he crush, crush your palm with silver at some point? To get the <laughs> he could get right <laughs> yeah. um, Well, no, I, I'd written the script before I worked with Mark and Eric Ernie and me and then obviously work, I worked with him on that, on that with another show that Mark and Wisely played out Mark and, and um, yeah, so very quickly at that point I thought, oh, maybe he could be, he could be Max and it was, um, it was a kind of perfect I think what, what, what Mark's brilliant at is that he can play that coldness and ruthlessness, but it never quite loses that sense of humanity uh, for Mark in his performance as a character. I think that was so important in uh, the role of Mark. So I think, I think overall he did absolutely fine. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Can I just say a shout out Please to Ian and Elliot, who I think does a fucking amazing job and as, as yeah. Kenny. Uh, yeah. He's not happen that much, he's on Broadway though. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's fucking, I think he's, he plays a blinder in this, and it gets better and better as time, as time, goes, on. As time goes on. Well, we're going to leave you wanting more. Cannot, cannot wait for the next one and the next one and the next one. Um, it's going to be on our screens on BBC Scotland at the end of October, just in a few weeks, and then on BBC Two. So watch it again, tell all your friends about it. BAFTA Scotland have put on some drinks at the front, so please feel free to network. I just want to say thank you to you guys for coming along and to your fantastic reactions. That was absolutely brilliant. You could have asked for more. Um, I'm sure it was very illuminating for you guys, but thank you to Robbie and Jules and Neil and Mark um, very much. Thank you.